0: Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. Okay, i got to kick off with this. Moving mountains. It made me uh, uh, remember one of my moving mountains moment. Uh, When I was dating Fiona, I I was driving a 1971 Chrysler Valiant that weighed... Yeah. Look at this. Hey, hey, excuse me. Shush. Um, It it weighed 1,406 kgs, this car. I mean, I think, to me, you know, if you're dating someone that drove that car, that's pretty awesome. If you were the parents of somebody that was dating someone that drove that car, (laughs) you wouldn't be quite so happy about it. But anyway, what happened was I was a a young musician and just sort of coming into ministry, just just starting – You know, with primal youth and uh this is my car. We actually took that on tour around New Zealand uh with my band. And and it (laughs) one time the the starter motor broke and I just didn't quite have the money to fix it. It was a it was a manual uh three speed. And so I just used to crash start it. It weighed 1406 kg. And (laughs) it was like moving a mountain. I just sort of park it on a slight lean. because that's a hard thing to get any momentum behind. I'd literally crash start it by myself <laughs> for about three months. And I remember a couple of times trying to do it in town. Uh, <laughs> and just people would come. It was like just a rally of support because people said this poor guy, like trying to um, start, uh, trying to crash start this car that weighs 1,400 kg. Um, so, you anyway, I've been in the business of moving mountains for a long time. And <laughs> And, and after a while, I got a, a starter motor again, so that was good. But I was telling my boys, it was back in the days where I'd, I'd roll into the, the gas station and I'd say, yeah, it's five bucks, thanks. <laughs> Who remembers that? This is going to be a, a bit of an age bracket thing, yeah. Who remembers going to the gas station and saying, I have five bucks, thanks? Like now, it wouldn't even get you home from the gas station. <laughs> but back then, it was legit to go into a gas station and say, oh, I have five bucks, thanks. It was like, yeah, awesome. Uh, Anyway, okay, so I say in this this morning, if you want to move mountains, you've got to start in the Old Testament, right? So we're going to the book of Zechariah 4 and verse 6. And uh, this is my scripture I started this morning. We're going to finish it off here tonight. But it says, verse 6 So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. That's my new favorite line in the Bible right now. Then, Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. And then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this temple. His hands will also complete it. And then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. Great passage of scripture. And and what's happening in the story is an amazing story where four books of the Bible prophesy uh, and speak about the story. The people of Israel had been in 70 years of captivity in Babylon. And and actually, the Daniel fast was Daniel getting involved as well. So let's say five books of the Bible. So here it is, James. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> it's what James was going to say, but he just thought, "Oh no, I don't want to steal." Uh, <laughs> He saw this prophetic word that says in 70 years, I'll, I'll release my people, I'll set my people free. And so he started fasting and he said, I want to deny myself the choice things. And so for everybody, what a great honor and privilege it is to, to do what Daniel did and to just deny ourselves in a world of excess, to say, actually, God, I want to seek you. I want I want to put my eyes upon you. And you'll find as you take away some things that you really love, we all, we all love to eat, uh, that you'll find that, that God, becomes clearer in your life, the clarity of hearing from God. You will hear from God uh, if you do this fast, I promise you. Uh, And so Daniel uh, does this fast and and he prays for the restoration of Jerusalem and, and the temple to be rebuilt because it was demolished. And so Zerubbabel gets sent back by Cyrus, the Persian king. Actually, God moves upon him And so God can use anybody and anything, and he uses the Persian king to say, imagine this, the Persian king literally gets a word from God and says, I want to release the people to go back to their land and build their temple and serve their God. And not only that, but he pays for it. So, you know, don't think God is short on resource when he wants to pour something down upon your life or in your situation. I mean, he literally uses the Persian king. And he sends back this young leader, Zerubbabel, to lead the charge and to start this work, and this scripture is is a prophetic word of encouragement to this young leader who's taken on this massive task of rebuilding the house of God, and I find a lot of parallels to what we're, what we're experiencing right now in our nation of New Zealand. 70 years in captivity, I feel like our nation. Uh, has been captive to the things of this world, just like God's people were in, in Babylon. And as we closed our conference last week and we sung this beautiful song, our national song, the national anthem, which is uh, a worship song to God, declaring the connection between us and Him, between our nation and God, and calling on God to defend the nation and to restore the nation and rise us up, Uh, we find ourselves in a similar place of having this massive task to rebuild the house of God and maybe not feeling like we've got it all together to pull it off. But God says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. In verse 7, I want to keep going in this, uh, the rest of it we talked about this morning. But in verse 7, it says, then he will bring out the capstone to the shouts of God, bless it, God bless it. And the capstone is like the final stone, the finishing piece, the crowning glory of every project. Like when you decorate your Christmas tree and then you put the little, the little angel on top, you know. That's the capstone. And when we are building the house of God, we need to understand that heaven is cheering us on. God blesses us as we follow in his ways. And just like Zerubbabel, who God had so much uh, passion for and so much, um, you know, power that he wanted to pour into his life, because here's this young guy that took on this great charge. You know, as, as we here today in 2019 uh, take on that passion of restoring God's house to where he wants it to be in society. God also has an incredible amount of blessing and favor for us. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 5 and verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you'll bless the righteous and surround them with favor as a shield. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know how you feel, uh, you know, God's faithfulness has been in your life, but it's a promise that he makes. And as we walk with him, and, and follow him, we're going to find, just like Ryan shared, what a great story, that God's actually going to be faithful. What we do here in this month, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a transaction. It's not a deal. We're not doing a deal with God. But we're actually just saying, God, I just, I just trust you. I believe in you. And as Ryan you know, beautifully said, God, actually, I trust your plan for my life better than I trust my own. That was a, that was a great word. And that's what we're doing here this month. And we say, God, we just want to make our priority. What is yours? The restoring of your house. Uh, You know, the kingdom work that we start, God gives us the power to complete. The capstone is also in Scripture associated with Jesus. So Jesus is the crowning glory on our work. And Jesus crowns our effort with his power and his favor. Verse 8 says, "Then." The word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. You know, it means a lot to God that we would be willing to take on these kingdom projects. The house of God is his number one project. Jesus said in Matthew sixteen eighteen, on this rock, he said to Peter, this... Yeah, you know, young scallywag of a leader that, that had a lot of strength but was a bit of a rebel and, and, and sort of had some moments of falling and stumbling. But he said, he said, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is his passion. He says to those of us that are leaders, you know, uh, pastor, shepherd the church of God, you know, which, which Christ paid for with his blood and and i want to encourage us here today I, I, you know it's it's a sad day when god's people like don't care for the house of god and i know that there's a lot of humanity here cuz look at us all you know here we are <laughs> we're the human part <laughs> there's not so much problems with his his part it's our part that kind of has the, the challenges i see so many of god's people you know just get blase Treat the, treat the house like it's some sort of commodity. And I, I want to appeal to us all this month that we get a fresh vision of his house because it's, it's beautiful and wonderful, you know, to talk with Ray today and just to say, you know, I was, I was just so blessed about that, you know, that we just sent this idea out and, and somebody knocked on his door and said, hey, you want to come tonight? And he'd been walking around that day saying, I, I just, you know what, I need to change, I need to. I need to get in the house. And isn't it amazing? Somebody was crying out for God and God sent a messenger to get someone on the bus to come into the house of God. I mean, that just. You know, and and, and I know you're into it, but I just want to encourage us. Let's never lose the passion for these things. Every testimony you hear is somebody's life. It's not a package, little scripted, because clearly some people don't follow the script around here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> House of God is not about scripts, man. This is people's lives, it's people's lives. It's, it's God's stories that he's writing in, in your heart and mine. And, uh, you know, can I encourage you this March, let's, let's stir up our... A passion afresh because you know God's given it to us C through Auckland to 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 build his house to restore his house and we got to understand you know you might look around and say well this place looks pretty good and you know praise God you know it it it, it, it does look good today uh, <laughs> we do we do a lot of work behind the scenes to get it looking this good but you know what there's even more because there's more people out there that that need to know that god's real there's more people that on their day of desperation they need to know they need to know that God's in the business of turning lives around and meeting people when they cry out to him they need to know and we are and we are his people and so this month you know let's not make it about finance let's just reducing it to its absolute lowest form let's 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 talk about what Zerubbabel did, you know, this this young man had this massive task, and it is a massive task to turn this nation around, but the only chance that God has got is is what we're doing right here tonight, his people, his gathering of of his sons and daughters, the church of Jesus Christ, and you know, if you're here tonight and you've got a funny attitude about it, and I, I understand because, you know, like I say, there's a lot of humanity involved, but, you know, even Find yourself on an altar this month and say, God, I'm I'm so sorry. So sorry for treating it with disdain, treating it like, yeah, I don't care, whatever, I'll turn up maybe. This is the house of the Lord. This is the place where his presence just freely pours upon us. Week in, week out. You know, I just I think about it sometimes you know, as a leader of a church. Imagine if we turned up one day and we did it all and he just saw, I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> We'd all be in trouble, wouldn't we? Because at the heart of everything we're doing right here is God's presence turning up, his, his His gracious love and mercy, and and we can't create that with 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 lighting angles and screens, and we we can't, you know, we can't we can't do what only God can do. And when we talk about moving mountains, only He can move mountains, but He but He He needs our partnership. And let me just real quick finish this scripture. Verse 10 says, who dares despise the day of small things? You know, we feel like that's an inspirational quote that's just out there, you know, because the world's picked it up. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. It's in the Bible. And this was a small group of people that went back to a broken nation and and took on a massive task. You know, it took them 20 years to build this temple, but the temple lasted for 600 years and it was the same temple that these young you know, ragtag exiles that came back from, from, from a life of slavery built up that Jesus Himself attended and walked into and opened the scrolls and said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. This is the same temple. And you know, when you and I gather together with human hands, but with faith in a supernatural God, I'm telling you, he can, he can move mountains and do things that we could only ever dream of. Who, who would have known that, that the slave captain, Zerubbabel, coming back with his team, took on this mammoth task. They had to raise money, that to fight off people that were trying to stop them building the, the temple, that they would build this thing that would last for 600 years and house God Himself turning up to launch His ministry in their building. Unbelievable. I want to encourage us. I I feel like today so many of God's people never even start because they feel like, oh man, it's not going to happen. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. How do mountains move? With a small start and a whole bunch of faith. Come on, can I get an amen to that today? A small start with a whole bunch of faith. Since seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. You know, I tell you what, heaven rejoices. God rejoices when we finish the thing that we started and all of us gathered here today. He didn't start us on this journey so we could stumble and fall, that we could lose our way and fall over halfway through, that we could give up partway through because it just seemed too hard. I'm telling you, we're waiting for a day. We're heading towards a day where God Himself celebrates the fact that we get the capstone, that we get the finishing stone of His house, of His building, of His structure in our nation of New Zealand. So here it is. And let me do this in like one minute. How to see mountains move. We started this morning with number one is start. I'm challenging everybody here. Make a start in 2019. Start the thing. The thing that God's called us to do here together. Number two, go to faith. Every time, go to faith. Go to faith. We need to to have a lot of faith if we're going to see mountains move. Number three is speak to your mountain. The prophet said, "What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You'll become level ground. Come on, we got to speak to our mountain. Speak to that thing that's stopping you stepping into the purpose of God in your life. Number four, be empowered by the Spirit. Number five, have a big prayer. God's not going to answer a prayer that didn't get prayed. Sometimes we give. I understand that. Sometimes we stop praying because we're just hurt. But I want to challenge every person: What is your big prayer?" What is your big prayer? Pray that prayer every day. You know, we've all probably got like 38 prayers, but what's your big prayer? What is that, what is that big thing that's on your heart? It might be for a friend or a family member. It might be for a, a reconciliation or a call to ministry or a business that you've got a dream to start or, or some financial thing that needs to be turned. What is your big prayer? Pray it every day and add faith to it. Number six is obedience. If you want to see mountains move, you have to do things God's way. So many Christians trying to do their own thing and expect God to help them. He won't do it. He won't support you going down a pathway that's going to hurt your life. you got to obey Him. Number seven, small beginnings turn into great victories. A ragtag bunch built a temple that lasted for 600 years and housed Jesus himself, he launched his ministry. He had a launch party in their building. How awesome is that? And number eight, see it through to completion. God didn't get you this far so that you'd give up, so that you'd stumble and fall, so that you'd go, oh, wow, well, actually this next step's too hard for me. Nothing. It's too hard for our God. Come on, see it through to completion, Christians. Come on, C3 Auckland. We've started something here in this place. We've got a vision for the nation, for the city. I didn't want to have it. You know, it's too hard. It's too big. Sometimes I even feel like, God, people don't even want to follow you anymore. You know, but we've got to see it through to completion. God says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Come on, let's build together. Let's rise Together, let's rise and build. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.